Hey, what's happening, guys? Average Joe's Above Average Beer Podcast again. Uh, I'd like always, please, if you could go to iTunes and leave a review. That's the most important thing to help grow the podcast. So if you go to iTunes, just leave a five-star review and some words. It's always good. Um, and we gave away, we've been giving away some tickets on the show and uh, on my social media, but all the 350 Fest tickets are gone that I've gotten. So congratulations to Tim and uh, Mike McGrath, uh, the guys who won those tickets, Mike Fosno. And then for the Bolingbrook Brewfest in October, I still have one pair of tickets for July left. I'll be getting more in August and in the next month uh, to get to give away. But uh, I have one more pair, so I'll be giving away those pretty soon on social media. So keep a lookout. Subscribe to the podcast, please, on all the regular outlets, Spotify, all, all that. You can get it on Stitcher and Google and Apple, anything. So always like to subscribe to the podcast and then follow me on social media need uh untapped and twitter you can get me at joe bob 41 j-o-e-b-o-b 41 instagram average joe's beer podcast you can get me that way and let's see the facebook page go and i like the facebook page you can leave a review on there too that's always nice um this is a this is another cool episode dovetail dovetail in chicago they're or somebody that's doing beer a little bit differently than, than what's uh, the norm nowadays. But they are doing it at the highest level you can when it comes to making uh, lagers. And they have a cool ship and anything German style. They have amazing beers there. And it's a really cool spot to go to. So I sat down with uh, Hagen and Bill, the owners and the, and the brewers over there. They... Uh, were so much fun and they give the best tour in the beer industry according to a lot of people though if you listen to my last episode with brickstone alex Lovingood says his may be the best so we'll have to uh, get a couple of people to go on those tours and then maybe uh, shoot some comparisons so you know if you if you're if you're looking for something in the summer some old world crisp delicious beers you definitely want to go visit dovetail they do it all and they just released this cherry creek that was outstanding and they have a couple of great wild beers that they they throw in the cool ship so here's dovetail brewing we're actually live wow all right hello guys Hey. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. No, I really I appreciate you guys, first of all, taking time out to do this. Uh, you guys are probably like one of the most unique uh, breweries in the landscape, uh, especially when you're talking about on-trend stuff, uh, when you're talking about the big picture of this new world, uh, 2018 craft beer. So introduce yourselves, uh, Dovetail Brewery. My name is Hagen Dost. I am one of the brewer owners of Dovetail. Uh, I'm Bill Wesseling, the other half of Dovetail. The other half. I won't tell you which half I am. Okay. The dove or the we, tail. We never say. That's the only secret in our brew house. So are you guys, are you guys uh, like all day brewing, brewing hands on, or do you guys have other guys that brew with you, or just assistant brewers? I mean, or do you, are you guys so busy with back office stuff now because you're grown? Or we do the majority of the brewing, but uh, we have just uh, we've trained one of our guys to be a to be a brewer. So. Uh, for the first time recently, we have a third man in the brew house. Is it weird for you guys? It's like no, it's nice. No, it's yeah. actually really nice. <laughs> Did it take like a minute? And he's to an be awesome like guy. To stop watching him. Like, is he doing yeah. it right? Is His name is right? Sal. Sal Guido. Oh, is it Sal that I just met? That's okay. Sal that you just met. He's, he's very concerned about the growlers. Yep. Sure. <laughs> that what we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like the the you know the the glamour of brewing. Yeah. Right. Sometimes you got to go 
you got to go unload some load of truck. Right. Most of the time, you got to scrub a floor. Wasn't that all of it? Isn't that just all of it? Uh, just cleaning, yep. just cleaning stuff. And yeah, I had a. Th- there was there was one day. You know, we have long brew days here, and uh, there was there was one day where, um, you know, it, I got here at seven fifteen, started started brewing on my feet till about till about uh, four p.m. I sit down in uh, you know like a canvas chair that we have down there and uh, get my laptop out to do some emails. And, uh, you know, things were still going on, but I finally had a few minutes to sit. And uh, this, uh, this guy pokes his head in from the tap room in the back. The door was propped open. And uh, it turned out he's British. And he, and, he, and he looks at me sitting in the chair, and he goes to, to his buddy who's right behind him. He goes, look at that. The brewer's life. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, you were like, no, 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 no. It's not no it. No idea. That's not a thing. Uh-uh. Was he just a customer? Like he yeah, just, he's just he a just customer. Like, he just poked his head out yep. of the tap room. The brewer's life. So it's like a joke around here. The brewer's life. You guys need to get t-shirts made of that. <laughs> yeah, with a picture of Hogan nice. sitting in his An chair. An armchair, yeah. So, yeah right. In front of the brew house. Right. Did you have a pipe or something? Like, or like, a, like <laughs> slippers on? I must have just had this look on my face like, damn, right. I finally get to sit down. Accomplishment. Ah, <laughs> I just brewed a whole... Dude, you guys brew like real... Old world, like old style beers. I mean, I mean, it, it, old most style. People, mo- no, not uh, that's style. a good way. Hey, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's a compliment. <laughs> but uh, you know, no, uh, yeah, it's not like I, I doubt anybody's not heard of you at this point. I mean, most people in this world that are going to bother to download a podcast about craft beer probably have heard of Dovetail. But it's like you guys are kind of rare in the industry right now. I mean, it's it's kind of cool. <laughs> you come in here, we, and we do things a little differently. So we do, you know. For anybody that doesn't know what we do, yeah. we do uh, let them in. We do uh, continental European style beers, uh, traditional methods. Um, Bill and I are we're, we're both certified master brewers. We went to Siebel. Uh, we actually met. Uh, we met in the Siebel um, or the World Brewing Academy, which is a, a partnership between uh, Damon's Academy in Munich and and Siebel here in Chicago. And we met in Munich, but we're both from here. That's crazy. Yeah. Both we, from we, Chicago we, specifically too? Yeah. Or like close enough. generally? Generally. <laughs> I'm from uh I'm from Lincoln Square. Uh, a little farther out. Okay. Little, little, <laughs> Still little in the county. A <laughs> little farther out. Okay. Yeah. Just the out greater there, the up, greater Chicago. There you up, go. Up, up there by the county line. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Still pay can, those taxes. And then though. in Munich. They still call they still call it pop out there where uh where we're both what, what, what are they called here? Pop. Some soda oh. pop. 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 Oh, pop. I call it soda. You call it soda? soda? You're from that far out that you soda. call it soda. <laughs> that yeah. far out. Oh, wow. I went to Western Illinois, and I ended up calling it soda after that. I don't know how. All those people <laughs> down in Western Illinois got me calling it soda. I mean, more importantly, I just noticed behind you guys there's an Underberg backpack. Where do you go? <laughs> where do you obtain? Is that like Marlboro miles? Like you get Underberg miles? Like well, how do you get do. that? When you uh, are one of the top Underberg uh, oh accounts gosh. in the city of Chicago, that's amazing. You get some perks. I'm, I, the, the guys at Maplewood turned me on to the Underberg. Uh, that was months ago. We were doing. We did shots of it while we were just drinking them while we were while you, we were doing. You've the never been more regular. 
Within the last, that's been the last few months. Right? Then I had, then I had a frenetic from uh, Forbidden Root, and I was like, "Oh, it's kind of the same thing. It's got, it's got a lot of the same characteristics." In it. But yeah, I saw that backpack. I said, "How do you earn one of those?" Yeah, that's a perk right there, guys. You got to know people. Yeah. <laughs> do you have like the leather belt that they? That they oh yeah, a couple yeah. of them. Of course. Yep. Of course. Yeah. Sometimes we wear them. <laughs> <laughs> with with them loaded already? Yep, of yes. course. I think I don't think we can talk about Underberg. talk about that. So, well, so yeah, you especially how you were. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys end up meeting in Munich. It's got to be kind of like surreal when you look around and see where you're at now. Like, hmm. We did. We 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 bonded over Schlachtplatters. <laughs> yep, the Schlachteller means slaughter uh, slaughter plate. So we okay we uh, we went and hung out at the at the Schneider Weiss's house and. Uh, uh, they gave us the German menu, um, and uh, uh, there was one one line on there that said Schlachteller, and Bill's like, hey, what, what does this mean? Because I, I speak German, and uh, I said, that means slaughter plate. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's what, that. that's what I'm going to have. <laughs> and I was it's like, dark, right. Bill. Yeah. It's dark. <laughs> it, it was delicious. I'm instantly attracted yeah. to that plate. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, this is the, I, I can hang out with this guy. Yeah, yeah I kind of <laughs> like this guy. <laughs> But so what yeah, com- what we, comes, we what figured comes on we the figured slaughter out. plate. Like, what, what do you um, do with the slaughter plate? It oh, yeah. was uh, that one was blood sausage. Makes sense. Uh, I think it was liverwurst, like the hot, like the fresh liverwurst. Okay. And uh, pork belly. Yeah. Probably just from the pig that morning. Cause right. In blood the heart sausage of is you know you gotta have it fresh. Gotta be fresh, like a like a wet hopped IPA, huh? It's gotta be fresh. It's gotta, yep. you, gotta pick you gotta have that fresh. that oh, nice yeah. iron aroma. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> the iron aroma. Yeah. Oh, you can. Oh, I can taste that again right now. Just to <laughs> mention that. Oh, that's good. What do, you, what do you guys have? I got. I have the uh, lager right now. Lagerbier. I got the Lagerbier. What do you guys I have? I got the uh, Maybach. That's the Maybach. We made for our uh, anniversary. And I've got the Rauchbier. The Rauchbier. Uh, what's a Rauchbier? I'm not. I'm not great with all the styles. Is that the smoked type ones? Rauchbier. Rauch means uh, smoke in German. Okay. And beer means beer. Oh, and does? uh uh so uh rauch beer is a is a beer that's made with smoked malt okay and so a lot of people don't know this but 200 years ago every every beer was a smoked beer um but uh and 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 the smoke was imparted the smoky flavor and aroma was imparted to the uh to the beer but uh in the drying process and the kilning process of the of the malt um but about 200 years ago, uh, a British dude—I can't remember his name—invented uh, a way to dry dry malt with uh, clean air. Uh, and beers have not been smoky since, except uh, in a few few places. And one of those places is uh, a town called Bamberg in Germany, which is a wonderful town of 90,000 people and 10 breweries, nine it's of like which... the uh, Disneyland of beer. 90,000 yep. and then 10 breweries. Yep, and That's they sell, and they right sell probably 95% of their beer in town. Oh, my God. And how uh, many people are in this city? Yeah. And how many breweries right. are there? Not Great. enough. Exactly. Not enough breweries, at least. So, uh... uh yeah, and they, uh... Th- those are... It's a, it's a place in, uh, in a... Uh, it's in a... A part of officially is a part of Bavaria, but uh, if you called a person from Bamberg a Bavarian, they'd get upset oh. and they'd tell you, "I am, yeah. I am Franconian," you know. And 
And you just fucked up. That's what yeah. they're gonna tell you, right? You so, don't, so you there don't call is, me that. it's northern northern Bavaria, and they uh, and that and Franconia has the um, has the highest uh, per capita uh, number of breweries uh, in the world. So almost every little little town in in Franconia has has its own brewery, and uh, they make mostly lager beers. You know, they they'll make some some Hefeweizens too, and uh, and if you if you ask anybody from one of these towns what the what the best brewery is, they'll say, they'll tell you it's the brewery in their town. Yeah, it's the one and I can get to the fastest yeah. and drink the most beer at. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the basis behind it, or is it like pride, like city pride, or is it like no? They really do. They believe the they love they love their they love their own beer. They have their favorites out out around mm-hmm. like too. If but I have they, to slum it. I'll go to that yeah. one. Like yep. But yeah, they uh, and they and and they also know good beer. They like they know what what good beer is. Like if you you ra- you talk to your like random eighty year old you know German lady, sh- she will know more about beer than uh, many people in the U.S. So describe her feelings if I were to hand her a New England style IPA. <laughs> Well, how would she? How <laughs> they, would she react? They'd probably hate it. She would throw it in your face, right? Yeah, she probably would, uh, hate it. What is this? This is not beer. This is not beer. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So, you guys, uh, how long? How long were you in Munich? First of all, I mean, is that just part of the program at Siebel? Uh, right? I've heard this before. Where, you know, you definitely go over to Munich, but is it like a long, extended period that you're there? I mean, well, uh, yeah. What's the uh, Chicago portion is. Was that seven weeks or so? Yep. And then Munich. Uh, well, you know, there's vacations and holidays you have to suffer through. Darn. All that research you got to do and studying. It's, I think it's another, that's well, probably another nine weeks. More. Sounds you know, like 12 It's more 12 than that. It's like 12 weeks. Yeah. 12 weeks, yeah. Yep. Just really kind of get accustomed to being there, man. Yep. And with the only times where you guys were in Munich, was it because of that or did you have you gone back since or been there before that or we did go back after the school to get uh, some of the equipment that we use uh, we uh, are uh, primary fermenters we have these open open topped uh, fermenters that we bought from a brewery in here in Giersdorf. Herrn, Herrn Giersdorf. he's the german speaker yeah. he says it a lot better schloss, than I do. schloss brauerei Herrn Giersdorf. Whoa. And their claim to fame. Your name is Hagen. <laughs> Hagen. <laughs> their claim to fame is that they're the oldest family-owned brewery in the world. Started in 1328. Jesus. Now that the family we bought it from, uh, Paul, Paulie Paulson. Pausinger. Pausinger, that's what it is. Uh, he, his family only owned it for the last 150 years. That's it? That's it. That's Small potatoes. Yep. Small yep. Pot- I think the thirteen hundred thing, like you can't even wrap your head around that. I mean, you just can't wrap your head around how long that is. Because if you were open, like let's say current day beer, if you were open for like ten years, people are like, "Whoa, you've been open for ten years? Like <laughs> you've had a brewery for ten years? Thirteen hundred. This place had a network of caves underneath, and Eight, we, they just we had went their barrels. We went and stuff exploring. Now they didn't use it anymore, uh, but it was. We went exploring down there, and it was. It was serious. I mean, it was like you know, like out of a out of a textbook. It was a, you know, true lagering caves underneath there. Uh, oh yeah, it was, it was a maze. We just kept kind of kept exploring. kept Doors kept opening. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, we guess we, we'll keep we, going. All of a sudden, we came out and we're like, oh my god, we're like so we far were away a, from the brewery. Yeah, we were in a totally different spot on That's the amazing. on the property. 
just like, where did we come out here, guys? <laughs> so, I mean, how did, how did you, that time, was that the time where you were like, I want to bring that back here? Like, how do we? Oh, we already knew. Yeah. So it was long I mean, before. <laughs> we were, we, so, so uh, you know, we were kind of on this, uh, you know, before we met each other, we're on this separate, separate uh, beer journey, right? And uh, uh, we, we pretty quickly found out that we both really enjoyed you know, like our favorite breweries were these breweries that did things, you know, using using older methods. And to us, the older methods are not, you know, they're not good. It's not like because they're cool or something. It's like they're uh, they they are the route to um, to better quality beer. And then the the more we learned about beer making, you know, there are there are solid reasons that these methods were used for centuries. Uh, and that solid reasons based in you know, like the findings of of modern modern science, it just things just happen to happen to work out. Um, so that was uh, you know so when we figured that out about about uh, each other that we both liked these and you know and then and plus on top of it we're probably you know the only other brewer that each of us has met that thinks like a 12 hour brew day is a good, good idea. We're idiots. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, uh, 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 you know, it was, it was kind of a natural thing then to, to want to start a brewery together. So then it was, a, it was all about how do we do this? We got, we got to figure this, figure this out. Like I also like to spend excessive amounts of time brewing. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yep. No, it's it's cool. I mean, like, how would you break down? I mean, I don't even want to break down. I mean, like, even in long form, like, how would you kind of relay to someone who's never seen dovetail? Somebody's coming in from California or something is like, hey, you know, where can I get a good, you know, Maybach? And somebody's like, dovetail. Like, how would you break that to them? Like, what your philosophy is and what this place is about? Man? Um. Like why do you do it? Like why do you honestly? You, you know what? In the in the end, it, it's like to the to the to the person that run that comes into the tap room and has a beer. It doesn't matter how we do it. You know, like like what matters is that the beer is good and that you can ha- you can have a have a few with a with a few friends. You, you know what I mean? Um, that's that like good beer is is the uh, uh, is the is the end goal, but. Um, I mean, when we when we take people on the tours, we we go into our into our detailed um, uh, our detailed explanation. But really, you know, like like I I, I guess we always kind of break we break down the way we look at beer like this. Like uh, I, th- I think I think you've got a lot of you've got a lot of beer interested people listening to the podcast. So I think everybody knows, you know, a lot of home brewers and stuff. They right. like to hear process stuff sometimes. And, right. You know, it's, it's a little bit of everything. So so everybody knows, you know, appearance, aroma, flavor, mouthfeel, aftertaste. Right. So if you want to uh, or when, when we design a beer, we start from there. We don't we don't start from some ingredient that we want to use or some process that we want to use. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, to, we start with what we want the final beer to be. So um, when we, you know, we spent a year doing pilot batches of our lager in, in my garage every Tuesday and Thursday. 
and uh, our the lager that you have when you're when you, when you have it on draft here is uh, lager like seven B or something like that, you know. <laughs> And lager, everybody knows, like, lager takes a long time to produce, so you don't have... Because you you have to lager it. Yes, you've got to lager it, yep. And it's a a five- to six-week beer before you can really, really evaluate it. Uh, So we went through a lot of permutations on that that recipe. Um, But when you... So so the appearance, aroma, flavor, mouthfeel, aftertaste, that... That leads to process, right? And then what really matters is every step of the process. And that's really how we, how we look at things. Like every decision that you make, you, you, can't just, you can't just, you know, dismiss one step of the process. It all, it all works together to, to make a good beer. When you talk about the, when you talk about each point in the process but i mean when you break that down deeper is that like okay is it as simple as like the water okay let's start there like yep. let's start doing the, the the chemistry you know let's start what, yep. what's gonna so you don't have an end goal in mind at this point right now you're no, like do. just find the, the the best version of what okay so you don't know no, the end the end goal the end goal is always in mind so like the, the lager we wanted so we we wanted uh um you know, first of all, like when we when we serve it to you in the right glass, we wanted uh, a golden uh, a golden lager, unfiltered but pretty but but pretty clear, um, with a nice stand of foam uh, on, uh, on on above the rim of the glass, uh, a foam that lingers uh, uh, as you as you drink, um, uh, a, a, a a really malty grainy uh, aroma, slight. Uh, slight hops. When you when you taste it, you've got um, uh, you've got a uh, a very soft mouthfeel uh, that that fades uh, over to bitterness, uh, and then and then uh, goes into like a nice dry aftertaste with a very pleasant bitter, uh, linger pleasant lingering bitter aftertaste. Uh, and then if you look back at your glass, then you've got uh, you've got a nice line of lacing at every sip. And and it, would you would you call it? And we literally wrote that down before we brewed our <laughs> beer. <laughs> did you did you call it like uh, I don't know like technique I guess or like is it perf- is it perfection you're always seeking you know because you know a lot of guys now are it's like dude they just want to experiment I'm just playing around you know people are just dicking around with things and trying things and it's working in some aspects but are you looking for more like very technically sound is that is that kind of what what the philosophy is here I guess. Well, okay. So there's a difference between home brewing and and professional brewing, right? So when you, if you're if you're a professional brewer, you need to you need to be consistent because you're running a business and you need you need to actually like make make money at this. You know, I don't want to sound crass, but it's that's that's what you How do. How dare you? And that lager make money off of right? this. That lo- I mean, that that lagers our flag our flagship brew, and we don't want like actually. It's kind of selfish too. Like we don't want to dr- we don't want to drink like lager batch number you know seventy three and it doesn't taste like you know lager batch number two. You know we it would go down the drain. Yeah. 
Well, see, the, the, the thing is, too, because, you know, like I said, dude, there's a home brewers that listen, and there's people that have that kind of mentality, and there's people that have gone through, like, the schooling and the proper way to make beer, and then the other half of what's listening to this podcast is guys that are standing in line, and, and I, me included, I'll go stand in line for the pastry stouts and the big barrel-aged things and the big hazy IPAs when they come out from different places. So I always wonder, like, where that gap is and, like, how one side can talk to the other, like, and some people are good at, like, yeah, I like doing that, but I also like to ha- enjoy something crisp and nice like this. Like before we yeah. started, I talked about like some of the brewers with you that I've talked to, and they just love this. Like this would be a dream for them to have yeah. at a festival when they're at. Like, would you stand in line for like three hours for like a new lager? Coming right, out? It, no. probably not. Like, I mean, if I'm just, <laughs> it's just if I'm being honest, like that's you, just you, it. You'd be an idiot to do that. Right, we're I gonna mean, start doing that. <laughs> yeah, the greatest yeah, lager, lager release of all time. <laughs> right. We only we have, to have four something. bottles. You have to be. <laughs> it's only right. It's all. It's all Jeroboam's. <laughs> no, it's it's you know it's it's just a it's always a fascinating thing for me to think about because you know but you get both halves. You get these guys that are like you know I home I I don't homebrew that often when I do its extracts you know seven eight batches you know I've done as Kolsch Irish stouts you know some pre box stuff that we kind of me and my father in law like dick around with but I get a lot of serious homebrewers out there. And they kind of stick to that, like, you know, it's got to be clear, you know, like just just well thought out type of beer versus, you know, let's make it as hazy as possible, as juicy or, you know, low IBU, all that kind of stuff. So it's always interesting to see the two kind of paths and how they meet or completely miss each other. Right. Experimentation, though, is really important, too. You know, but it... But it, but I don't know. Like just because you're doing this, this is like, like, like right. cleaner classical like, style doesn't mean you're not experimenting right. with these styles. Right. I mean that experimentation. Uh, all right. So now, so this is coming from a guy who's an engineer, right? Nothing wrong with experimentation. Just know why you're doing it. You know. And if you and if something if something works out, like the the whole point of experimentation is it uh, is is to learn something, right? So no, so so know why you're doing it. Have a hypothesis and and see if it see if it works out. And if it doesn't work out, great. You've learned. You've still learned something. You may have learned more. So I mean, like so, like for us, we do these because uh, um, if you were if we were just if we were just making lager all the time, it would probably drive us nuts. Oh yeah, yeah. So 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 we've got this um, uh, this experimental series it would drive me nuts mm. <laughs> he kind of likes it like, yeah, there's, a lot, there's lots of lockers out there yeah no no there's a lot of there's a lot of room for experimentation i'm saying if we were just making dovetail oh. lager th- all the time oh day no i don't day I'd have someone day, else do it that would that would drive us nuts <laughs> what's his name sal sal you want to make loggers all day making loggers now five days a week um, you're working through christmas <laughs> But so so we've got this you know experimental series right this uh, the, the, we call it the X series or so far oh, you have bottles to go right now yep. am I right about yep. that I saw it on the menu okay yep. so there was a table beer and a wild it's a or? it's a there's the first one we did was called X O one experimental beer number one and and uh, it, we called it Flanders Rauch so it's it's uh it started life as a Flanders or it started life as a as our Rauch beer. And then we we put it up in the barrels. It was a smoked, smoked beer, smoked, smoked, smoked beer, lager. and that's how it started. And then it's, and then we there. added the microbes that make 
um, Flanders Red and Flanders Brune. So what? It, what? It, like, what it, how deep does that go? I mean, you know, I, I know very little, but Sacro and you know, Sac and uh, like, but what? What? What is, makes that? What it makes uh, every kind of Brett, uh, PDO and Lacto. Pedicacus. Okay. okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, I mean, have you, so you have, have you tried it? No. So you're I introducing. Should get, you're I should intru- go get a bottle. You're introducing yeah. that to a rock beer. A rock. It's a smoked In, lager. Introducing almost. that okay. to a rock beer. Because it seemed like it would be good, and you literally call it exper- experimental number. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So XO XO one. Yeah. So how, how do you approach that? Like, what's that process? Is it like we'll see how long it goes? Do you have a time frame set? Or are you like, I'll oh, taste it after this. We'll taste it after this, and just see where it's at. Like that that happened really early on, and then we got busy. <laughs> and I really uh, enjoy this answer already. You know, there, there's two floors of this brewery. One floor makes money, and one floor just sits <laughs> yeah. around, right? I don't know. We're making, we're doing stuff in the event space. We're on a, we're on a floor. There's barrels yeah, uh, up here. It's pretty. It's Those very barrels pretty look like they're there. working pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, really, it just we do we 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 uh, we, we threw it up there, and uh, that son of a bitch, Hagen. <laughs> He's the worst. Hagen. Um, and, uh, yeah, we really just forgot about it. And then, uh, after a while we tasted it and they're like, wow, this is, this is something interesting. And, uh, you know, like what, what, we again forgot about it. Oh, nice. Well, okay. (laughs) And then we're like, oh, wait, goes further. (laughs) And then, and then we're like, oh, wait, it is still up there. Let's go try that again and again. And eventually we're like, oh yeah, this is, this is good. Let's, let's stick this in a bottle. Let's so how much do you how much do you make of that? Like how much do you say like all right let's experiment with a barrel worth? No, 10 barrels uh, worth? Like, no, it's it's usually a batch or two. So okay. so this one was a uh, a double batch. All right, for um, dummies like me, what's what's a batch to you? So guys? so what's we are uh, uh, since we are continental European, we're in the metric system here. Oh, you sons of bees. Yep. This but, is but America, I'll, I'll, guys. I'll give you both. I'll, go, I'll give you both. <laughs> so much so easier. We, uh, it's, a, it's America, a 25 hectoliter I do enjoy house. the hectoliters. I do enjoy they sound they, the they sound nice. Yeah. Uh, 25 hectoliter uh, brew house. So each batch is 25 hectoliters, which uh, in Imperial... Is twenty one point six. Oh, that Ooh, that there you got, go. that Hagen, got sexy. You go. If you guys ever do a commercial on the radio Hagen, or something, Hagen that's that's the, the sexy s- back. That's the sound effect you're gonna want. Come oh, to, dove, there's, there's come to dovetail. Ooh, it smells delightful. So that yeah. So we're now we're drinking the X O one. So this is the X O one. This is nice the rock clear. beer. Look this that. is look at, how look at how it's cleared up. Man. So, so you, you you hit it. You were like, "Oh, this is tasting pretty good," and then it then it sat for a little longer. Sat for a little longer. You know, it got busy again. And then it's not too often we can actually we'll come back. To come it. We'll up come to the to second it. floor and actually, you know, taste things. Uh, it's actually yeah, very very few and far between. Uh, maybe someday we'll have more time. Somebody tell me tell me what I'm smelling. It's like I suck at this when it comes to talking about things that I'm smelling like. It's, it's delicious smell, but uh, it's something unique that I've never had before. I feel like. Uh, yeah. So the the flavors. 
Now, temperature-wise, is this what you would serve this at, or just no? This, since is, this, this is just the we're on the fly you know here. This is this is where you get the um, the most flavor out of it. Yeah. So you this, can is, taste this is just everything. Room, this is just at room temperature up here. Is it weird that I almost have like a bubblegum scent or something like some sort of? Huh. Well, so you, so you get there, there's a, a touch of smoke, uh, uh, but then you also get those nice. We're smelling it, by the way. <laughs> Now we are being pretentious. Oh, yeah. But that's fine. That's weird. We're swirling. We're smelling. But not a lot of that happens on the show, so I, I think people that would be a nice change for people. As long as we don't start smacking our lips into the uh, microphone, people will be fine with it. It's delicious. Like, I t- trust me, I've had some smoked beers, and I've been like, where's my drain at? You know, <laughs> this, is, this is pretty cool because yeah. it has, like, kind of that best of each world. Like, you get, it's a lager, but then you get a little of that smoke, but then you get that. I don't know what, what is that is that from being is that that's got to be from the uh the bacteria right I mean it's got that nice little that that little like bit puckering of puckering like, almost yep, like, that, that that sourness to it but yeah you get a little bit of the fruity fruitiness out of the the uh, the aroma yep uh, you still get a little bit of the uh, the wood yeah it's like tropical uh, bubblegum I don't know why the hell I'm smelling smell. that guys I'm sorry but that's okay you know we all smell good. differently it's, it looks smells pleasurable to we me we all it's not have a, our like own a, noses I'm not upset about it yeah. So that is yeah. X O one. That's X O one, and then you 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 taste it, and you get a nice balance between um, yeah, that, uh, the between acid, sour, the smoke, and sour and malty. It's not over. Yeah. It's not overly sour. Um, Do you guys? That's what we. Tr- that's what we shoot for for in any of our beers, like real, like drinkability. Do you guys yeah. have like like uh, people in in the city or like in the area that you guys kind of identify with? Because like, to me, I guess from the outside looking in, as a, as a spectator of of the beer world, I'd be like, "Oh, dovetail in like off color go together or something." You know, like you guys would be what I would I would be like mentally, and that that could be a ridiculous thing. You might be like, I "No, we are nothing." They're like good it. friends, great okay. guys. Okay, yeah, so they're, yeah, no, they're good. They're good friends of ours. Yeah, yeah and not flavor wise, I'm not saying like, "Oh, I taste like what I taste in one of their beers." I'm just those saying are like, those are Siebel guys more too. like independent like. I'm doing what I'm, what we're doing, and we're a little cl- more classical, a little more, you know, stick to the script, I guess, almost. But versus uh, the mayhem that's happening <laughs> now in the 300 breweries in the Chicagoland area, it's just, yeah, it, it, they're fewer and far between now. So I'm sorry I keep sticking to that, but I'm tasting this beer and going, man, it's like uh, John Laffer called it fermentation forward beer. You know, it's like very mm. fermentation, you know concentrated like that's where the focus went not uh the hops you know and all that you know it's not you're not concentrating on these other things but i mean this is unique i've never had anything like this neither um, have we oh really that was one. is this the first time you're <laughs> yeah. tasting this right? no, this other is than like, like so tasting that's, i mean that so that's what, like the whole the whole idea behind this x series is uh is that it's outside of style guidelines like you know style guidelines can are are nice. They're a nice way to describe beers, but it's not the only way to make beer. And you know, we 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 just we just thought this. We thought the two processes would would work well together and would create something interesting. And if they didn't, we would it would be down the drain, and we'd never be talking about it. <laughs> so that's the thing I've lo- I've loved about doing this podcast is kind of hearing some things like that because. I've had a lot of people tell me like if you if you never dumped a batch of beer you're not doing your job right like you, you know there's no way you can you That's can true. not have to dump so I like to hear that you say like hey, if it, 
it down the drain it would go man we, we we've dumped a lot of batches so it's, you know it's pride yep. in what you're doing and you know uh, so it just for me, I mean, screw everybody else who's bothering to listen to this. Uh, the Flanders style, like, can you give more detail on that? Like, it, uh, the Flanders, when I hear Flanders, you know, I think of, I don't know, like Cantillon or something. Like, what, what That's more like, it's, 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 more like Lambic, it's more like Rodenbach. Okay. Like, Rodenbach is, I think, the classic example, uh, or Roden, Rodenbach Grand Cru. So, so uh, it goes through, um, I, I can't remember. It goes through through a fermentation with an ale yeast first, and then is uh, and then is soured, or if it's simultaneous, it's probably different based on the producer and like knowing how the knowing how the Belgians work. Uh, where's uh, JP when we need her? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but we um, it is a um, like f- you've got two styles basically: Flanders red, Flanders Flanders brown. Uh, the f- the red is reddish in tone. The 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 brown is is more is more brown. Uh, generally. Uh, like, like multi floral sour, um, sour to different extents. So like Roden, Rodenbach, uh, I think is, um, it's a small percentage of, um, uh, of three year old, uh, three year old Rodenbach mixed with a larger percentage of one year old. Um, and then a Rodenbach Grand Cru, I think, is is either fully or fully three year old or 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 partially one year old. Ten- generally more more funky, more uh, m- uh, more sour. Um, um, but I mean, that's that's kind of mm-hmm. that's kind of my my take on it. And then you've got you've got variants that can be like uh, uh, the other producers would be like Cuvée de Jacobin uh, Rouge. Um, Monk's Cafe makes a nice one. It's a little bit kind of a, on the on the sweeter side. They they make it. I can't remember who their partner is in Belgium, but they make uh, Monk's Cafe out of out of Philly. Okay. Um, but you can you can find that here in Chicago uh, at better beer bars. Like what's it, like cuvee? Is that like just a blend or like a like when you, when you say cuvee? Yeah, cuvee. I, I believe it means blend. Yeah, it's just so old. It's just yeah. old. the old so stuff. The yeah. old stuff. Yeah, th- th- like you guys old have, style. You guys have a yeah. Well, that's that's more important. We should be talking more about old <laughs> style. <laughs> you guys have a, a cool ship, right? We do have a cool yeah. ship. Yeah. Right over oh, is there. It, is it actually right here it's in this a, room? It's behind. Yeah, the, it's there's it's a door over there. Separate but room, but behind the door. It's taking in all the good stuff off the train as it rolls by. As so the brown exactly. line brings us. Nice. Yep. nice. I mean, for, uh, how about cool ship for dummies? Explain, because there's going to be some people that are like, what the hell is a cool ship? And most people that are listening are probably going to think, oh, yeah, I kind of understand what that is. It's a simple vessel with just a uh, big shallow pan uh, that uh, is, we use it in place of a whirlpool. So the whirlpool is your trube and hop separation from your wort. Uh, Whirlpool uses the action of uh, centrifugal forces. Well, if you're spinning a cup of loose leaf tea all the tea leaves move to the center of the cup same thing in a whirlpool the cool ship uh, does the same thing except does it through um, surface area and gravity so uh, uh, it's, a, it's it's wide uh, open and shallow I think the, uh, the the depth of the wort on our 25 hectoliter batch is uh, was that 10 inches 
So it's right? just ten inches deep in that in that. About, that's about right. I think the whole thing. I think 12, the whole 12, I think the 13. whole whole thing is. I think the whole thing was four. Oh, the whole thing is nineteen. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. Uh, and so it, it, it we we uh, we pump the wort after we boil with the hops. Pump it into the cool ship. Uh, and just and, that wide and surface. We use it for every beer that we make. By the way. Yeah. All right. Th- so this is just ignorance of a uh, not not to experience home brewer. So when you're saying. You're taking the wort, uh, you're replacing the whirlpool um, with with that process. So, like, what would that equate to me? I'm like a, you know, on my like turkey fryer burner in the garage. Uh, right. So, at so what when point would that be the the change instead of like immersing a wort chiller in there? So it's right before the wort chiller, right? Okay. So, uh, usually when I was doing home brewing before uh, the using cool ships on the home brew scale is is you you, you boil. Your 60 minutes is done. You shut off your heat. Then you take your spoon and you just spin it, right? You spin it for a good 10 minutes and just get that whole thing going in one direction and kind of everything goes to the center. And then you stick in your immersion chiller. Then so you're it's just a, chilling it as fast as you can. Right, so it's right. It's that time after the boil, before the chilling, is you're trying to uh, clear up your wort. So you want to, those hops that you added, all the... The, uh, the proteins and stuff on the hot side, uh, your coagulated, you know, coagulated proteins and, and precipitates all come out. And you want clear beer to add your yeast to, right? You don't want, you don't want to add, add your... Uh, that got weird. What happened? That, that did get weird. <laughs> I don't know. He's a little, little uh, water came from the roof. I was going to say, I thought I felt something, but yeah, that, yeah. there you go, right yeah. there. Look yeah. at that. There you go. Uh, Jim Jim Johnson, if you're listening, our leak, <laughs> hey, our, 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 our roof Jim. is our roof is still leaking. Jim, Alan, just you know here, Jim. Alan, if if you're listening, our roof is still leaking. <laughs> I, I I think you got a guy out here last week to look at it, but it's still. Le- I mean, it's, it hasn't rained in he days. Took a, he took a pretty good look. Though. And Jim, I'm going to tell you right now, Jim. There's, I mean, this is a nationally syndicated, oh, all over the no, world Jim, podcast. Jim's you're going to need Jim's to get that great done. Guy. Kidding, we love you. Jim's a great guy. But really, Jim, we need a fixed ASAP. You almost re- luckily I finished my <laughs> Flanders Rock. Oh, <laughs> he could have ruined it. There, look at that, uh, like a champ. Um, now we got our own leaks. I don't, I don't even know where I was. Oh, no, you were talking about the whirlpool. We were talking about the coagulator. Oh, right, right. You, know, you right, get so your whirlpool. Everything's to right, the center so, now. Right, so then, the, right, so the cool ship. We, we we pump it in there, and just the surface area and gravity kicks in. Um, it's uh, a cool ship is uh, is essentially faster than a whirlpool. I mean, like a whirlpool on a commercial scale, so like spreading fifteen it out to over twenty a minutes of pumping, and then another fifteen to twenty minutes of, of letting it sit. Uh, really, in a cool and ship, and it's well, a single function. It's separating hops from wort. Yep. And uh, within the cool ship, it just you know really the, all that stuff's gra- gravity's fast, right? Gravity's one of those things. I mean, that, that's why I have a nice beard and no hair on the top of my head because of gravity. Hey-o. And uh, but uh, but yeah, just all, all that stuff drops out pretty fast, and uh, and then we uh, we go on with it, and uh, it's 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 very simple. It's so efficient. how long how long will it spend on the cool ship before it gets thrown into the fermenter? So uh, it, it's all temperature based. So the uh, wort's coming in boiling. And we want it to uh, go down uh, to the heat exchanger at scalding. So it it, it varies on the uh, temp- still temp- it's still uh, sterile. 
Uh, yeah, it's still sterile, but it kind of depends on the season. Okay, uh, temperatures right. outside. So is the is the the uh, so if I, I say the well structure I, of the cool ship is it just flat? Bottom? It's just a like big flat shell of pan. Uneven, it doesn't, it's nope, uh, no, it's it's yeah, it's it's pitched a little bit towards the towards the drain. Okay, but that's just through adjustable feet. Oh. But if it, you know, I mean, if we had to like summarize it, it's it's used for we use it for a few different reasons in our in our normal beers. We use it for a few different reasons: cooling, right? First, the first stage of cooling, separation of of uh, hot trube or hops, if you want to put it put it simply, um, uh, and flavor. So. Uh, uh, Part of it is, uh, you know, the, the fact that it has a very, very large surface uh, to volume uh, ratio. Uh, there are a lot of there are uh, there are volatiles in the wort at that at that point. Um, one of the volatiles is um, uh, is called DMSP, the precursor to uh, to DMS, which is a cream corn flavor. Uh, so if anybody's making making or drinking uh, lagers that that smell like cream corn that's a flaw yep. or no, if good. it's if you're making it that way it could be a, a good if you thing. want that yeah there's some people it. there's some people that want that but we in in uh, in oh the God. dovetail beer dictionary it's it's a flaw and uh if you're playing by the uh, rule book right. <laughs> cream <laughs> lager okay. yeah. well, it's cream, good at the state fair yeah. cream pale <laughs> So Email, so, so DMS yeah. uh, DMS rises or D, the precursor to DMS rises up, and uh, if you if you cool ship a wort, you have no problems with DMS, in, especially in very pale beers. So in pale malt, you have a lot of you have a lot of uh, uh, precursor to DMS, um, which is usually taken care of through a long a, or a, a vigorous boil. But not always, and not all, not all of it. Um, and then there's another. There's just this mysterious like flavor action that happens with the with the cool ship, um, and uh, it's something we can't we, we can't prove. But we we know we've kind of like aliens. Yep. We we know we've tasted it. Alien bacteria or just aliens? <laughs> just aliens. Straight up in aliens. Um, so we so we've tasted it we've been to these little breweries in uh in franconia that still use use cool ships for lagers and there's something about their beers that uh uh is more like the final flavor all the components are more tied together and uh it's 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 subtle but it's this it's this subtleness that takes it kind of over the over the top and all the elements of the beer are tied together no idea what that's about but we don't really give a shit what it's about because we know because we've got a cool ship. And that's we, why you have a cool ship, and it and it's there. Why does everybody not have a cool ship? That's what I want to know. Is it a space finance like a combination of all? Well, there, I mean, in philosophy? modern in era in modern times, they're mostly thought of as a uh, thought of as uh, a, a vessel for making uh, spontaneously fermented beers, which we also do. Well, that's what I would associate them with, I guess, right. naturally, just because usually that's when you, that's I hear that, it's kind of like the usually. only place you see them. Okay. Except for Franconia uh, and, and Dusseldorf. And Dovetail Brewery. <laughs> Dovetail and a few others in the in uh, uh, the States. Was it Central Waters? Are they, is, it, is it Central Waters? Who, who else? I don't know. Um, 
Somebody's got Weiner a has one now. A uh, Funk Factory? Is that what I'm thinking of? No. no. Well, they, they got the mobile one. Okay. The I cool guess that ship. counts. Ship. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think uh, Transient uses one. Yeah, I know Chris has one. You um, can hook up to a trailer. Yeah. I, I believe that's how it, Hailstorm did their anniversary beers on the last couple of, uh, two years ago, I think. Oh, nice. They did their three anniversary on that. And then that actually turned into their fourth year, too. That was just a story told on the podcast. That's the only reason I know that. But that's cool. Yeah. That was before Chris opened Transient, and he had had the cool ship already, threw it on a trailer, drove it out to Tinley, and they uh, they did the third anniversary. Brandon stuck the wart, or, you know, the, the beer that he couldn't fit in the cool ship up on shelves for two years and forgot about it. And then he like, <laughs> tasted awesome. it and he's like, this could be our fourth anniversary beer. That's now. awesome. So, wow. Yeah. But it's, you know, cool ship, I think is something that I feel like a lot of guys that I talk to want. They, they're like, yeah, I wish we had a cool ship. You know, that it's something that I hear. And then I saw someone take your guys' tour, like in the la- like on social media in the last couple of months with a picture of it, you know, your, your guys's. And I was like, ah, so what you're telling me though is, what you guys use it for is probably not what most people associate it with mentally. You know, right. when it comes to doing a wild, you know, right. spontaneous fermentation. Well, you have to be really careful if you're doing a normal beer and a, you know, a a, a, a yeast uh, pitched beer with with a cool ship. You can't let the temperature drop too far. You, I mean, you you can. You just don't have shelf life. We did that. You too. just get a zoigel. We did a we did What's a zoigel beer. That? So there's this. Um, you guys are smart. You know, <laughs> we just we dr- we like beer and we drink a lot of beer and we drink a lot. Of we, we 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 talk about beer a lot. Yeah. So so um, uh, there is another region of Bavaria that is not Bavaria, um, called the Oberpfalz, and uh, in the Oberpfalz they have a tradition of communal brew houses. Um, so so there'll be a town pretty small town you know maybe a thousand people two thousand people um and they'll have a bunch of uh i mean i think i guess here we'd call them brew pubs you know because they they make their own beer and they and they serve food um um but you know that this dates back to for forever uh and and in those towns like kind of like in the middle of the town they have one brewery and uh everybody all these all these different restaurants share those share the brewery and they've got their own brewer and they've got their own recipes it's like the ultimate um, contract brew it's like yeah yeah some of these towns actually like i've been to a town not in Oberpfalz, but farther north where they have a um uh they have uh uh the, the town hired a brewer and his job is to make good beer at at low cost for the entire town they like hang him or something. Or <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, they like put him in stock in the yeah, in stocks. Yeah. You know, you yeah. The, yeah, yeah. You're in the stocks this week, buddy. Yeah. Your lager was subpar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had the infection, yeah. but now you uh-huh. <laughs> now we throw the fruit at yeah. you. The cost was a bit, a bit too high. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is. The cost. That's what it'd be. Like it tastes wonderful. Yeah. Don't worry. But the cost was a little <laughs> high. We're gonna have to put you in the stocks. This week. <laughs> Sorry, dovetail. You're going in the stocks. I had to week. sell an extra cow. <laughs> so I'm not uh, passing up my beer. <laughs> I, I was gonna try it in a German accent, but you guys are just really good. So yeah, I don't we have to practice. We, you guys we, are, we, yeah. we have say, uh, the, very the, good. the dovetail German that we're speaking it's in. The dovetails. Uh, That's very good. In the brewery. 
Um, I'm thinking we should rethink this podcast. And <laughs> just, just do the whole thing. Dovetail German. The whole thing and dovetail German. It's a bit better night. You should have like a dovetail German night. Yeah, come to dovetail. We're making party. <laughs> All right. What was the second so, model you so, poured? Wait, here? wait. So, so the uh, so the Zeugel. Zeugel. Back oh, yeah, Zeugel. Finish the Zeugel story. Yeah, I didn't so, need the answer. Okay, I just so, so, so in the Oberpfalz, <laughs> down in the down in the Oberpfalz, which is which is just across uh, the river from uh, from uh, uh, Bohemia or Czech Republic, um, uh, they have this tradition uh, then of you know sharing the breweries, right? Uh, but they, but they also like the different the different um, uh, uh, restaurants beers are 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 ready at different uh, different times. Right. Uh, so in the in the old days they used to put out this symbol called the Zeugel, uh which is the Brewer's Star. It looks it looks like the Star of David. P- people have probably seen seen this, uh, but it's a, it's uh, apparently it's an old pagan symbol uh, that. Um, uh, you know the two triangles have two different meanings. Uh, one one triangle means uh, or symbolizes uh, earth, uh, fire, and you forgot wind. Uh, wind, yes, uh-huh. earth, wind, wind, and fire. Wind, fire. And then the other triangle. That was a really great band. Give them some love. Yeah. Give them some love. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, the the other the other triangle symbolizes uh, water, malt, and hops. And when you bring those two elements together, you've got beer. Boom. Bam. Boom. Podcast's then, over. Yep. yep. We, so, you know, leave them laughing. <laughs> so uh, uh, so they used to hang the Zeugel out in front of their bar uh, to say, hey, we got beer. This is, they'd, they'd pass the Zeugel around. Could you imagine if we had, like, spreadsheets and, and reports back then you could run? They'd be like, well, that <laughs> restaurant got all the business right. for the whole, <laughs> the whole month because their beer was ready and uh, ready to go. Right. Do you Everyone have control of your data? Right. Nobody, nobody drank or ate or nobody ate at the other place because they didn't have beer. So there was no swaggle out there. What was it? What was it that led to our, the, yes. our drop? Our, our drop in customers God. that week. How, I mean, like when you guys started this, like how how long has Dovetail been been Dovetail? Well, I, I mean, that's that's a, depends on how you measure it. Yeah. How, how long has Dovetail space been open where I could come in and walk in off the street and drink a beer in your tap room? Two years. Okay, so when you guys started that, were you like? I mean, I'm guessing now you're probably inundated by reports and spreadsheets and you know numbers, or at least you have somebody that handles certain, that and then relays yeah, that right. information to you. A good amount like of time. When you open, like when you thought of this place, where you're like, "Yeah, this is well." <laughs> I'm going to open a brewery to do spreadsheets. Yeah, like oh, I can't wait to see what kind, of, what the market's doing today. Like, or were you just like, "I want to make some awesome beer," and maybe somebody will like it, maybe somebody won't. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean uh, that's, but that goes with running any business. So you you got to find a find a nice balance. I mean, did you guys were, did you guys have a business backgrounds? Did you did you did you find yourself like even at a young age thinking entrepreneurship or um, how why? Well, I was an engineer for twenty years. You know, and, and the, the crazy thing is, you're not an unfamiliar story on this podcast. I've, I've talked I to bet. so many engineers. Like, I, I always say that you know from like the fifth episode i think i did at episode 49 i always say like there are no dummies brewing your beer <laughs> there are no dumb people brewing your beer that the people that are running out to you know your local tap room like they're just they don't exist there's doctors and lawyers and and, and engineers and 
hardworking people brewing your beer. And that's, it is a common denominator. It's something, uh, you know, IT, people are like, why is this beer thing I, so successful? I, yeah. Like, yeah, it's because there's some really good, Traders. smart people. <laughs> yep. I don't know. I was just looking on the, uh, the uh, guild nominees for the next bunch of groups and like there's a bunch of derivatives traders uh, uh, i don't even know what that is john brand john brand at open outcry on the yeah. south side he's what a, a futures a he was a he was a futures uh he did like the accounting side so he wasn't like on the floor trading he's been on the podcast but he's one of my favorite people in this industry he just he's making a crap ton of money doing finance stuff and accounting and the futures market and he brewed beer on the him. side and then <laughs> We need to talk to him. He, yeah, he's phenomenal. John, are you he's, out there? He's doing a great thing Contact over there. Us. I hope he, I hope he listens to every episode. <laughs> he's like the guy in this industry I call if I need advice. So I'm like, I just call John Brand. He's my guy. <laughs> he's my guy. But yeah, like it's it's amazing some of the backgrounds that I've gotten, and that's the whole premise of the podcast. I mean, the whole reasoning behind even trying to do this podcast is to hear like, why the hell are you guys decided to open dovetail brewery from whatever else you could be doing you could go engineer something like you know <laughs> i'm not an engineer well where did you come from what was your background bill i don't have a background <sighs> bill bill congealed. was spontaneously yeah, generated he was a cool ship baby that's he's yes a cool it was ship, baby he was spontaneously fermented. i know nothing i have nothing to bring okay he's john <laughs> snow beer he's john snow he knows nothing <laughs> but I mean, like, what were you doing before this? Uh, before you went to Munich and met some dude that you know, uh, that I was, was respected I was your blood sausage. I was uh, <laughs> lighting fires in the prairies. No shit, just like literally, like burning, yeah, to control burning things. Yeah, or just lighting. He to was be a, he was to that be guy. A misfit. <laughs> he was that guy in the news story. We think it was arson. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's he, he, his name is I've Ar- his seen that beard name before, is I swear <laughs> William Bill you know, Arson you know eventually stuff goes out right <laughs> you hit you hit suburbia again right prairies are small around here Some people in California that would disagree with you well <laughs> see there you just burn stuff burns it's dry it's it does kind of wet around super here super goddamn dry out there yeah so I mean yeah so the, you always knew beer I mean like how it was, I liked uh, beer yeah. you know you gotta choose something to drink right it's wine beer spirits right my parents were wine drinkers yeah i like wine. so you rebel bunch of folks classy <laughs> yeah he said, yeah he said i can't have this dad Mm-mm, you're not gonna judge me i like rock and roll and i like beer <laughs> fuck your burgundy yeah. <laughs> well burg- that's pretty good stuff yeah, it is, pr- it is really good it is, it is that's really it's good. actually more like fuck your bourgeois or whatever that boujolet oh that's no good Bo- boujolet nouveau is no good dad dad that's really bad mm-hmm. in fact uh, it was so bad your dad, dad was like gave you're me a his whole stock because <laughs> he couldn't even drink it <laughs> Like, I can't it's like, drink oh, Dave, oh, he's like, here, Bill, you drink anything. He's like, Bill, you drink bullshit. Here, take, <laughs> take <laughs> this. <laughs> Your life's work has been a fucking disaster. Here, take this. Yeah, well, it's actually one, one of the things. That's, we're that's kind of a close story right there. <laughs> one of the things we're proud of <laughs> is, that is, is, is one of the things we're proud of is that he, we're, we're probably the only beer that uh, that Bill's dad drinks. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so, uh, so remember those fermenters we got? Or we told you about? Yeah, I was going like to ask an hour you guys, ago. why the fuck do you guys have open-top fermenters? I don't understand. Well, you just like the that's, let, that's beyond the point. Let a little thing uh, stuff but in. We, that, that's the, gr- the great story is, since we're talking about Beaujolais. Uh, so uh, when we bought those, the people we bought them from said, if you come out and help us remove these from the brewery, we'll give you this discount. That sounds easy, right? We love discounts, right? Discounts are so good. Bill's well, Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, 
And but that discount was so great that we're like, we could go where it, it actually paid for us to go out there. Like the whole trip yeah. was like a ten day trip. Go out there. Now you have an excuse to go out there, right? And but then it was it was the discount was great enough that we could take our dads. No shit to yep. go there, right? Yep. The uh, phrase I like to use is "can't not do it." That's, right. that's exactly what it Courtesy was. Courtesy of my wife's cousin, Matt. Can't yeah. not do it. He says it with a way more country accent. He said, can't not do it. <laughs> right, so my, my, my dad Ricky was, a, Bobby thing. was a little, you know, scared of going on a, on a beer-centric trip, being the wine guy. You're taking him to Europe, for Christ's sake. Let him get some fucking wine. He'll get some wine when he's out there. No, no, <laughs> he, he, was, he was dedicated. I like it. Um, Man of principle. Yeah, and uh, yeah, when 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 he was done with that trip, he's like, "I don't need to have beer for a year." That's how much beer I drink, really? and, and he really didn't drink that much beer. Just when he came over here, just when he comes over here now, yeah. now, now it's on. Now that it's on American yeah. soil, <laughs> drinks the shit out of it now. Huh? Oh, he does, yeah. So he does he? So st- yeah. Is he still a wine connoisseur? Oh too? yeah, okay, oh, but yeah. but just when he's here, that's when he's like, "I guess I'll drink this." Bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know that's acceptable to him. I mean, like ba- background wise, I know you said you're you're an engineer. Like, like, did you guys, did you ever have a phase of your life where you were drinking regular water beer? Like oh, beer? I drink it all the time. Do you still drink? I it? do. Hagen does. Hagen's a snob. I yeah. never did. I'm a beer. Um, I'm, I've been a beer snob I'm forever. Okay with that. But you know why? Because so so I so I was uh, uh, I'm uh, I was born here. Um, in in Chicago, but I'm my my parents are literally off the boat. Uh, so well, your name is Hagen. So right, my name is Hagen. So I grew up in the German <laughs> community in in Chicago, and uh, uh, I I grew up drinking uh, good beer. You know, like the, the first beers that I had were like imported imported German beers. What about the uh, Regal Brow? The Re- oh, and the Regal Brow. The Regal Brow was a fantastic beer. If there's anybody out there wait, who knows what I'm talking wait, about. Wait, you know what? I don't. It's coming back. Re- uh, it's never going to be the same. It's coming back? It's never It's never going to be the same. chanting your guys' name. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, but uh, no, I, I, just, I just saw that on the interwebs. That really? That Re- Regal Brow is Regal Brow is, I don't know who's being made by but actually it's it's coming back it's like schlitz when they resurrected schlitz so so regal brow was this uh was the uh the high the high-end beer from joseph huber the same the makers of rhinelander and uh you know huber huber bach uh but but like it was like every every german house on the at least on the north side of chicago had cases of returnable 12 ounce you know 24 24 cases of returnable 12 ounce regal brow bottles and that was a that was a good beer back in the day and it was 13 bottles for or 13 dollars for like for for a case of how did did it compare to rhinelander oh it was so much better than rhinelander 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 was a piece of crap what about huber original huber horrible it's horrible horrible beer yep (laughs) Yep. what about huber bach that was huber bach was now also not a good beer but Regal Brow, Regal Brow was a fantastic really, beer. Yeah, I mean, your nose is pretty high I right used now. To, he like, is. I used he to, is. It is turned he, up right now. He yep. likes to stand up yep. there. I know. used I used to drive up, uh, and this is in the late it's 90s. It's comfortable up there. Late 90s, I would drive up to uh, 
Uh, the air's thinner. Where, it's better where, for his complexion. Where is that? <laughs> he does look fresh. He does look I'm very not fresh. Listening. <laughs> you keep going. You don't worry just, about just it. Go, We're having going. our own little jo- side so Joseph Huber, commentary Joseph Huber here. Brewing was in, was in Monroe, Wisconsin. And I used to drive up there to get kegs of Regal Brown. Yeah, because, because it was really pig. good. Really <laughs> good <laughs> That was the high-end stuff. 13 yep. bucks a case. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What, what no, a barrel run you. bottles. What a barrel run you. Then. Barrel run me, ran me about uh, 24. 70 bucks. That's pretty <laughs> good. Like that. That's F- pretty 50 good. to 70 <laughs> bucks, somewhere in there. I couldn't get Keystone was, for that right now. It was good. It was, it was a great beer. Um, I think High Life was actually more expensive. Time sure probably pro- probably it's might a better, not probably because it's a better beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, nobody believes nobody believes that Regal Brown was a fantastic all of beer. Over at I loved I loved Regal Brown so much that I made Regal Brown T-shirts. Did you? Yep. That's crazy. Yep. It, so you you he, had them made. He might even have a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> I will never tell. <laughs> we'll never. God, I don't think you want to see it. You it's don't in, know it's in a really are. weird spot. Yeah, you guys don't know what you're missing right now. Close to his. Heart, his heart, close to his heart. There it is. That's no, but there was that. But then I, I also made. Uh, <laughs> there is that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I started out as a home winemaker, too. Cause my, so my mom's, be. my mom's family. Uh, How dare you call yourself a brewer? <laughs> <laughs> Sacrilege. Uh, no. Sacramise. Actually, it's pronounced sacramise. <laughs> ah, right, right. right. You, you guys don't know nice. anything around here. Well, I'm not an engineer, I, I, and and you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to uh, scare you guys. We got 15 minutes until until you guys are uh, your preset time limit. So uh, uh, you know I'm, they they, let's, they, let's they can rolling. wait down let's there. Keep rolling. I mean, they, they, I'm, there's I'm, beer. I'm telling you, let's there's give them a beer. we got 15 minutes to more to talk and, about. I have to go down and tell them that these Just, people are coming. I don't think we tell. Oh shit! Well, you, go ahead. I'll I'll ask Bill about You know what? Bill. Let's talk about Miller Light. Get a little. Get a little high life. Yep. Don't be so high class. Yeah. With the yeah, bring the we'll talk the, about the, the regal. We'll bro. talk about let's the just pretentious drop it down a bit here. here. <laughs> let's uh, let's get low. Uh, can you believe that guy? Oh, <laughs> Jesus, we can say pretty much anything we want about him at this point. Uh, yeah, we, we should. I mean, he doesn't even have like a beard. Like it's. Yeah, I know. What's wrong with him? He's not. Even, he can't even grow one. He's not a real part of the industry. He can't even grow is. a beard. Um, like, what about you? Did you did you have that kind of? I've always like, had a beard. Yeah. Popped as luscious as yep. it is right now, yep. it's been that way since I was eleven years old. Mm. So, uh, what about you? When you were when you started, like you know, beer, did you start out with the regular path, like here's some light beer, and then I worked my way up, and then you I know, had. Did you have a beer that kind of like flipped you? You know, the the, the 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 my path to beer was interesting. Um, so uh, I had these two cousins, John and Stu Dinger. I'm going to actually say their whole name. I can't believe you're just making up a story right now. Yep. This has never uh, happened. There's no buddy <coughs> named Dinger anywhere. No. <laughs> Humdinger. Uh, and uh, they were into beer through advertising. So Brewriana, right? The collecting of tchotchkes that have a beer logo on it, right? And, uh, and, and, and it would belong to these clubs. Uh, and uh, they would collect and buy sell trade all this stuff and that so they go to these cities like cincinnati ohio or wherever 
or no, I'm calling out Cincinnati, but yeah, fuck Cincinnati. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Love Cincinnati, Ohio. Good, Everybody loves him. Right, <laughs> it's a good beer town, right? So they, they chili they, on top of spaghetti there. It's do fun. they? That's fun. Oh, I always love those interesting so food weird. things. It's called like Skyline Chili or something. It's very odd. Sounds good. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, so yeah, so they they they, you know, meet in these towns and they go to like the places where breweries used to be and talk about that beer. And then they go to existing breweries and they'll go there and drink that beer. And then they'd buy, sell, trade this breweriana. And then they'd, they'd always bring back all this beer. And uh, so me, growing up, stealing beer from the uh, family party coolers. Family party? Like, what right. age are we talking about here, Bill? Uh, you know, 34, I, 35? Like, no. <laughs> what, I'm, you know, what am I, 42? It's like 40, you know? <laughs> Just get, just got stealing, into it. Just stealing got into beer it. from uh, yeah. the coolers. Uh, yeah, you know, I was, I was a wine guy, right? Just getting into beer. Uh, but they always had these interesting coolers full of beer, right? These wonderful varieties of uh, of beer. I mean, I don't probably couldn't even remember what I was stealing because it really didn't really matter. You know, it had a great label. It tasted. It was beer flavored beer, is what it was. Beer flavored beer. And uh, it would, but, but it wasn't it was, your regular run of the mill. No, it was like all, all, all these things that all these brands that n- probably no longer exist. Uh, and and they, and they may have been no good, but they were good because you couldn't find them, right? And and at that time, scarcity craft beer wasn't even a thing, right? Well, it may have been. I don't know. How how, I don't even know how old I am anymore. Or what year it was? What? What? When, when did craft beer start? Nineteen eighty-three. He's black. He just blacked out right now. I it could have seventy-six been. was was legalization, and then uh, right. But uh, like seventy, wasn't it like seventy? Late seventies. Be honest. It when started uh, in twenty fifteen. Well, right. yeah. But what about uh, uh, what's his name from? Yeah, the up in California. Yeah, that was like yeah, that was like seventy-eight. Uh Jack. Yeah, but you couldn't find that in Cincinnati, Ohio at the time. No. That's like Christian Moorline, the original. Thinking about like Who to pull Anchor, the like original. Steamboat. Yeah, no. I, I would, yeah, even the Anchor, they probably weren't even distributed this far east. Nope. Now everyone's everywhere. Yeah. But that, that was, you know, I, I, that's how I started liking, getting that taste for the, you know, barley pop. So, uh, in it, it just come pivot to 2018 again here. Like, mm. you guys don't don't send a lot of your beer out into the world, do you? Other than no. the tap room. I mean, I've seen. I've no, we the do. Cities, city I of was Chicago. I was shocked when I was I was at uh, I did an episode with uh, the beer seller in Glen Ellen, and I saw oh, yeah. a couple bottles of your guys' stuff, and I was like, they what? come what? they come in, they come in to, to get that stuff. We don't distribute out there, so we're we're self distributed. We have about a hundred accounts. Oh wow! Active, okay. active is it mostly kegs and that's it, or, keg, or do you, mostly like these kegs. bottles don't usually yeah, see the mostly later day? kegs to bars and well, restaurants. You know, we're, we're we're pushing the bottles. You know, we got some of the binnies and some of the local uh, liquor stores. Yep. Go Grocer's a big uh, big bottle account of ours. Shout out to Go Grocer. I mean, is there? I mean, is that in the plan? Like, do you want that, or is that something you're like, whatever? If people want it, no, we'll, we've got we'll we've got it. cans coming soon. What? Oh, look at that. Cha-cha-cha. Breaking news. You just gave all the beer nerds erections. <laughs> there are cans on the way. He said it, guys. He I don't said it. Think about that. Are, the, are those 16 ounce? If they're 16 ounce, 16 people ounce are going to lose their shit. Oh, they're 16, 16 ounce four packs. 
You know, how do you and, not and actually, have them out while it's 100 degrees outside? You know give what? Give me a Pilsner right lot now to do. from you guys. I will. They're actually going to be imperial sizes. We're not buying. We're not. They're not 500 mil cans. They're, twi- they're 24 ounces. They're not 16.9 cans. Big dogs. 16.9 would be ideal. Be some slap shot size. They're really cans. hard to find. 16 ounce. Yeah. <laughs> That's because they're the guys we're using aren't set up for mobile canning. Point five. Who are you bringing in? Uh, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, I just worked with Michigan the other day. I, I went and uh, uh, volunteered with Hot Butcher to, to can for them, uh-huh. and Michigan was there. They were cool. They, they were really they good. Told, they just told me to eight, uh, eight, eight hours. You want to uh, vo- eight vo- volunteer eight, another day? Yeah, I, I honestly first I round of like, what day, what day uh, you guys gonna do? Well, it, you know? know, if you guys do a Monday, Soon. I'll be here like for sure. Hey, <laughs> but, we're gonna make it a Monday. <laughs> Yeah, dude, four four pack cans. I'm a pack deck expert. Actually, Monday would nice. probably work. So, because they're like they're at uh, our neighbor Beguile every other Tuesday. Do they? Do they? Does Beguile can a lot, or is that? Not, I know they, they got Saint Laurent in there oh, yeah. now too. So Saint Laurent. Have you seen their cans lately? They're, they've got a beautiful new design. I don't know much wrote, about Beguile. They rolled out the new design. I didn't know nine months ago. Kevin P. Carey. I'm going to because I know I had Ryan and Ryan and Brent on from Saint Laurent a few months back, and I know they're doing their thing over there now. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they were at microphone when I talked to them, but they they broke on the show that they were going to be canning with Beguile soon enough, and now now uh, the people are loving their cans. So I'm kind of like, I need to get to know Beguile a little more here. Oh yeah, you should. I mean, Good they've been people. around for a while, right? They've been, been doing their thing for a little while. Yeah. Uh, this will this this fall will be their sixth anniversary. Oh shit. They're, they're almost old. reaching that number 10. They're super old. Yeah. yeah. Old fogies over there. Think about it. In this world right now, in Chicagoland craft beer, and then obviously you, know, you get your goose and half acre and that. Did you get another one? Oh, my Jimmy. Where Damn. are you, buddy? We're bringing Jimmy back into this. <laughs> Guys, we got seven minutes till tour. Man, I mean, let's I talk mean, about really, it. Really? So when how was long? the last day it rained? Here, no, we, I, I literally was listening to this on the radio here uh, today, <laughs> and I think it was like last Thursday. They said I think it was like the last, and yep. it was it wasn't yeah. like a significant well, yeah. rain. Like, that's but it's eight days, and we're still getting a leaky roof. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, come on now, come on, Jim. So, did, anything you guys want to like leave <laughs> leave the people with of dovetail? I mean, first of all, let's uh, any, anything else like how far are cans and little more availability okay. I mean, it's, it's, like how know, far off we talk realistically or like in, in months the brain. weeks you know like probably a month and a half month and a half yeah that's yeah. that's a pipe yeah. dream but don't don't say that let's say two don't bring all your negativity around here bill realistic that's <laughs> Thank what you. i got I need, I need somebody we need else. this we i need i got to lift it up buddy up i i got realism you, he said 16 ounce cans there's no realism anymore we're all on on cloud nine now we like cans we like cans in the consumer community all right what about like uh, it matters how about, how about but you know what i mean this, like, how about this idea lambic in a box Box? So the lambic goes in the box. Yeah. Is there like an insulated udder, like, a, like a inside, like a like a? Uh, yeah, it's like box wine, but it's like box, box lambic. I f- dude, I swear to God, if you did that, people would line up for it. Or I, or certain or, of it. Or how about this? If you put it out there a enough party on Instagram pig. and Facebook, people will come and get Remember it. Remember the party pig? How about how no. about how about this? Oh, the party Ziploc bags. Dumb. How about that? Pastry bags. I don't care. Uh, the frosting know, the, 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 the party pig. You, ever, you don't even know the party. What was pig, the party pig? So the party pig is this, is this foil bag that you put in carbonated beer, right? I don't know about it. And how about, then it's how about this? Bring your own container. Damn. How about that? Like, doesn't matter what like size. Like a jar. Like, if I bring, a like, jar. a big gulp thing in, you'll just fill it for, like, a, a, like a random price. How about that? Right. 
How about that? Didn't like Seven Eleven did that, right? Like That's you can bring like any <laughs> cup you want, like <laughs> like any size cup for a dollar or something. Yeah. Ooh, there you go. No, but seriously, we'll like if you did, if you did like a flame, like some kind of uh, lambic or something, I don't know. I think people, would, I think people would want to come out, especially See? if you canned it or made it available in like or a, a box. Well, co- coincidentally, but a box, but a box, I think would be like. It's almost like that thing where, where people watch like American Idol and they vote for the shitty one. They'd be like, fuck it, box is cool, man. Nobody's ever done that before. We're going <laughs> to no go buy all of it. it. Like, like, it's so crazy At least in Chicago. that you would Somebody's, bother to... Somebody in Belgium has done it. Yeah, in Chicago. Sure. I'm saying, though, like, you'd have no, enough hipsters no out Chicago. here. You'd have enough hipsters out here like, I it's, need to get that box of beer, man. It's made a creek, so you got that. Well, we are, we are starting. So we are Mars? Doesn't we Mars are, have a creek? Mm, a bubbly, real. they have bubbly creek. I mean, I, I know. I've I've heard that from a bunch of people from different style. Like, yeah, it's not uh, a real no. spontaneous. It's not a real wild. It's not a real like. Uh, so, so that's so, an education thing that I don't think right. like the masses have. They just don't right. have that that repertoire. So, we, I mean, coincident. Like speaking of spontaneous, spontaneously fermented beer, right? So we're sitting up here in our in our barrel barrel house. We've got about seven hundred fifty barrells, wooden barrels. That's a lot. In here. It's not barrels. that's not like the barrel measure. It's like revolution. Wooden, you got this many barrels, barrels to send around. Uh, they it's probably amazing. Well, I'm sure um, they do, but but uh, um, so so tomorrow we're we're recording this on July 13th, and tomorrow is yes, 14th. Uh, uh, you guys will probably be out on Monday. By the way, this what's today? Friday. Okay. Yeah, you guys will probably be out on Monday. So uh, so tomorrow on the on Saturday the 14th, we are releasing our first spontaneously fermented beer so we've been working on this series of beers since uh since before we opened our doors uh downstairs and it's uh fully spontaneously fermented um it's not lambic because you can't make lambic in chicago you can only make that in brussels in the Senna valley Uh, but uh we do a turbid mash uh 60 percent uh pilsner malt 40 percent raw wheat um, we let it rest overnight in a cool ship for 18 hours, uh, get whatever, whatever wild yeasts and other microbes that we have floating around here, um, uh, into the, into the wort. And then it, uh, starts to ferment anywhere from a day to two weeks later, uh, and sits in the barrels for, uh, in this case, it's the, for, our, for this Creek that we're releasing, we are, it's it sat in the barrels for, uh, uh, 12 months, and then we put it on top of cherries, re-fermented oh, it, oh, yeah. uh, let it sit for another 10 months, and then uh, siphoned, uh, siphoned the beer off, pressed the cherries, pressed all that nice juice out of there, uh, the, uh, the fermented fer- fermented at that point, um, uh, and uh, we've bottled it in uh, 500 milliliter bottles, and we're going to sell it. So you decided, hey, well, why don't we schedule the podcast and tell them all about it the day before? <laughs> That's cool. No, it's cool of you guys. No, I see how it is. That's amazing. And then hey, we should try it. Uh, well, I'm going to go get a bottle. Wait, you actually have a bottle? Yeah. But already, oh, well, never mind. I take back everything I just said. See, now Bill, Bill walked away, and now hey, Hagen's walking away to go get a bottle. So they kind of just they kind of just left me holding the bag here, but it is my podcast, so I guess I should be responsible for it. And we're supposed to be meeting a five o'clock tour here, but it's four fifty nine. We're pressing it, but uh, he got excited about the creek because I called him out. I'm like, you're gonna oh. schedule the you're gonna schedule the podcast the day before he releases the the uh, beer he's been working on for two years. We didn't even we didn't even talk about the XO two. 
No, we drank it though. That's all that I needed. It was good. I mean, I'm selfish, it so it was about me. It was not, it wasn't, it's not bad. about. No, it's really good. I mean, you know, because some people are going to be turned off by the smoke. You know, on this. That's the XO one. It's weird, smoke. right? No, that's what I'm it's saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're talking about the two of them, like, that, oh, yeah. that some people are going to be like, well, it's good because, like I said, I've had smoked beers where I've been like, get this away from me. Like, yep, it's like this licking is like an ashtray. The rest of it, like, did did what I wanted it to do. But some people are just going to have that, like, nope. Can't do it. Can't do anything with that that smoke flavor in it. Like even if the back end and everything else is perfect, you know. Uh, but the, the, this uh, the O2 or the the it's wild table. Right? XO2, it's, yeah. They call we it call, like a wild table. Wild, on the wild menu. table beer. So that off color hates us for that. Did they really? I had Especially I had their Dave. table beer. Was Why? it something friends? Something friends? It was not a table beer. Enjoy the Dave, shit out of that Dave, beer. It's Dave, a redefinition of table beer because it's <laughs> it doesn't easy. taste anything table, like their table beer. By the way, table beer is easy to drink. Well, um, isn't a table beer? Isn't it like somewhat of like a? It's almost like the second round of the grain or something. Yes. Like is it kind of yeah, like a lower, loose lower definition, ABV. like a loose definition of it? Like you win a second round with the same grains that you brewed a batch with or yeah, something. Yeah, kind of like, like a like a field beer. Yeah, uh, yeah, table beer, whatever. But that that it's more like about for, how this for feels. me for me like as a as a just a, you know a guy like if I'm looking at this from a consumer, I'm gonna come in and buy this one. I might get this one, but I might be like, yeah, I'll just get this one. You know, this, I like this flavors more i think it can relate to more people i think you can yep. get it to more beer nerds and stuff you know yep. versus this would be like you'd have to have that person that has that right palate probably a, a lot of home brewers would probably love yep. this beer you know guys it's that a love very that. strange beer mm-hmm. x01 is a very super strange cool beer. though x02 I mean, is like perfect for summer yeah so yeah. that one started its life as lager and then we pumped it up into barrels and put uh 250 milliliters of spontaneously fermenting beer into it and let it sit for a year it's <sighs> the magic of blending yeah. things i just yeah. I'm always shocked when I like the first real conversation I've had about about yeah just Do go it. right in there don't Do worry it. about me the first <laughs> that it. is the first Dovetail Creek the day before it is released to the masses right there you just heard it open um, what is Creek by the way Creek is uh, cherry in Flemish okay I was gonna say it's got something to do with cherries right don't yep yeah so this uh, this particular uh, Creek is uh, the Ballatin cherry. So good. Which originated in Hungary, which for us was grown in the uh, uh, just south of the Lelanau Peninsula in Michigan. And why do you know that? Well, because we bought it that much about cherries. We bought it from yeah. the farmer. And, uh, but Balat- Balaton is the is uh, the lake in Hungary. It's like the famous the oh famous shit. lake in See, Hungary. I don't know shit about Europe, man. You guys have literally given me a European education just from like the hour plus that we've sat here together. Um, no, the I've had some good uh, fruit stories on this on this podcast. Like, uh, are you guys close with anybody with uh, over at Forbidden Root? So Robert uh, Finkel, you know, the owner over at Forbidden Root, was on, and he he told this great story about his grandfather wrote like some of the uh, original pitches, uh, d- uh, advertising stuff for uh, Welch's. And, oh wow! And he was having a hard time finding grapes, and he went to what he called the the, the flavor convention, wherever that that happens at, and. And he went to the Welch's table, and he's like, I can't find these specific grapes that I'm looking for. And then he told him who his dad was or his grandpa or whoever. And they were like, by the next, like, week, they had, like, prototype grape juice sent to them. And they're oh, like, wow. it's on the house, you know, like, test it out. So they made small batches, and <laughs> then they ordered, like, the whole thing. I'm like, that's great. It's so amazing, like, how de- they, that's the dedication to this industry that I love so much. It's like, yeah, I'm, I like the beer. The, the beer is great, but... I'm so worried about just the grape that we're going to use to put into this beer. Like it's the detail is crazy. 
So, I mean, I got to think cherries were pretty important in this. Absolutely. And the, and the type of cherry, because, um, so, so the, the most common, uh, uh, tart cherry or sour cherry that you, that you find around here is the Montmorency. And, uh, Montmorency is, uh, the same cherry that's used, you know, in cough syrup and and all that. So it just has a very cough syrupy flavor. But if you've if you've if you've traveled in Europe at all, you you know that there's a different type of cherry called a Morello, uh, and there are different names and different types of Morellos like throughout uh, throughout Europe. But they it, they generally make like really great jams and um, and uh, cake fillings and and things like things like that. Um, and then uh, anybody who's in the lambics knows the uh, the Charbexa, uh cherry, which is another tart cherry, which is uh, also like super flavorful. Charbexa? Charbexa, yeah. But uh, uh, unfortunately, you know, it's a, so Charbeque is a uh, or Charbique or I don't know how you say it. It's that's a that's a neighborhood in Brussels. Uh, it used to be an in, uh, its own town, and it was known for its for its cherries, and it was like a um, supposedly a very dark, tart, squat cherry that made great everything, but also great, great lambics. Uh, can't really find Charbexa here, but um, this uh, this Bolleton cherry is a nice. Uh, it's a nice substitute for yeah. it. That's more readily available. It's still hard to find, um, but at least it's in Michigan and it not is across in, it the is ocean. It is in Michigan, yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, it's, uh, uh, we, we happen to have a, uh, a regular, uh, dude named, uh, Joe Daniel who, um, contacted us before, before we were open and he asked for, a asked if we could, he could have a tour with some of his, uh, coworkers. He worked, worked about a block away. So we gave him this tour, uh, and, uh, and he was like, well, you know, uh, I'm, uh, I'm in produce logistics. So if you if you happen to he ever need that some shit fruit, up. he's a produce manager <laughs> right. at the Jewel. I mean, uh, produce logistics. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Joe Daniels. Yeah. So so we were so we were like, you know, about a year later, like you know, he he he's regular. We talk to him all the time. He's like, when you need cherries, and we we got him on the hunt for for Bolleton cherries in in a certain volume, and he nailed it. He got him. He nailed he it. He got him. He, we even rented him a truck so he could go pick him up and bring him back himself. Well done on your part. What do you think? Oh, I, I absolutely like because I, I, you know, I'm, let's say uh, your average person's gonna be like, what a Marchino cherry or something. They're waiting to taste. Like this is this is not that. This is some kind of like yeah. We've been up to you know Pat or like a little town outside of like Traverse City and stuff. You know in Michigan. And you try some, like, real cherry stuff that's, like, pretty high. You know, this is what I'm getting out of this. It's amazing. It's got that great, like, pucker and get you the yeah. glands moving in the back of your jaw. And it's just an, uh, an awesome, clean flavor. So this is all spontaneous, whatever floated in, made this beer, yep. basically. Awesome. Yep. Two years. Thank you for not talking about it and then not letting me try <laughs> it before I left. I appreciate that. Two years before we... Uh could release that beer what uh, what are some of you guys's favorite uh words when it comes to beers like these you're describing words i like i hear things like horse blanket uh yeah like the, the oh, beer the beer world is so weird 
Ah, Simcoe. That's cat piss. It's got a little cat piss oh, in there. That's like, oh, that's 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 Hagen's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't take cat piss. It's it's so weird. Well, it is cat piss. Or I mean, if you want to be polite, then you say cassis. You know. He's, he's a, he's a dog same. guy. So, like, what do you taste when you taste this? Because I, I, I tell everybody I'm always fully up front with this uh, when it comes to anybody uh, that I meet or talk beer with. Is like, I am terrible at tasting things and talking about them. Mm. You know, I taste what I taste, and, you know, and it's well, good that, or it's well, bad. But that's what it is. I mean, it, it, it's how we all I mean, I believe taste. That. It's how we all but, I mean, smell there's a, things. There's and a Cicerone program for sure. a reason because, right. you know, some people have really good palates. Right. I, I'm not that but, guy. But, but I don't it doesn't know matter. I mean, there's no, but it's like any muscle. You got to you yeah. got to exercise it. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's lots of people in this world. So right? like we're not all going to be Cicerones. I won't call you experts, but from from the guys who put their heart and soul into this beer, like what do you taste when you taste it? I mean, I taste fresh cherries. I taste the freshest cherry. Yep. Like that's that was I, my I, first impression. Oh yeah, and this I, by I, the way, yeah, this, these are fresh cherries that went in. They didn't. These were yeah, not frozen. Pureed, frozen pits this and everything. Is, yeah, I, I, you I know, this I is the freshest uh, cherry thing. I mean, that's acid. ice cream pop. Uh, you know, anything that's ever had cherries in it that I've ever tasted. This tastes like something you just. But there's also like, <sighs> like so around the corner is a little bit of funkiness to it. Yep. Definitely um, has the funk, which yeah. the there's funk a is bigger. There's a little bit of like um, the almond right on the, the end. on the end. Yep, get that. So that the linger that smell of the linger is almond, right? And, um, and a little bit of bitterness at the end. Mm-hmm. Tannic, you know. So so oh, those uh, wine snobs. Tan- yeah. Tannic. Yeah. But that, so so the reason that you pr- we we press the cherry skins is that the the stuff that resides, um, the beer that resides in in the cherries also pulls a lot of the tannins out of the cherries with it and that's that gives it that nice sharpness uh, and roundness well sharpness really to to uh, to the who cares uh uh, and and a depth really it's depth it's depth that that you get out of it you can taste through this one like just a sip you can it lasts you can keep going like you can kind of oh there but what i like about it is that it's not a um it's not an enamel melter you know, it's a nice. Yeah. It's got a nice balance to it. The acid isn't like I, just like way up, and, right? You know, I think I think over the last five to eight years, a lot of uh, that uh, uh, sour beer has been uh, destroyed uh, by by beers that are too acid. Uh, you know, you shouldn't uh, uh, you, uh, drinking a sour beer shouldn't be like drinking someone's puke. God, that's the grossest thing anyone's ever said on this podcast, (laughs) by the way. But it's true. But I use my wife as a barometer usually because she likes sour beers. But when I when she drinks them, you know, when she starts to talk about heartburn, that's when I'm like, does it? It shouldn't do that. Like, it it can. Don't get me wrong. Like some people are more susceptible to heartburn. You know, less acid doesn't make a difference. But when she starts to get, I'm like, yeah, it's probably too much acidity in it. Then it's probably more than it needs. I drank seven of these the other day. It was all right. You're killing it still. <laughs> See, the weird thing is when when you said almonds, I was like, so I went I went for another sip when you said that that, that it holds on to that almonds, and then you know what I tasted it as it faded away as a, as a you know uh, a simple minded beer guy uh, in a in a in a nerd sometimes when it comes to like the big stuff that comes out. 
I started to get that same taste that I would get off the back end of Prop 17 this year, which was a monster of a beer to you know to the beer world, uh, and that was almond. You know, it had that almond what, uh, ca- what, cassia bark or whatever at what, the what, end. What beer was that? That Prop 2017 this year, the blue. Labeled one. Are you, are you being facetious right no, now? No, I have no okay. idea. But we, yes, props. I, I know. I, I know. I, I get it. You're I do insulated not get from like outside this right. brewery much. I don't. I don't really taste. See, that's beer the thing I've noticed. Dovetail and right. uh, Miller High Life. So. That's what I've noticed when I talk to people. They look at. I, I talk about these beers that I'm used to talking with my friends with. You know, like when I'm at a at a uh, bottle shop or something. I'm talking to guys about it, and like we all are like, oh yeah, that one. You know. So, so, yeah, you so, forget, so what was that? So prop seventeen was uh, cassia bark almond. Uh, so. Goose Islands, oh. uh, Bourbon County Stout proprietor's version this year. It was a, it was a banana puree with like a almond cassia bark finish. Hmm. And that, that hold at the end that he was talking about that he compared to almonds was, was what I was tasting. And that's exactly that taste that I got off of that beer when I've had it the two, three times that I had it this year. And it's, it's like I, like I said, I'm not great with tasting and talking about it. I need like that lead, you know. I need that person to be like, you know, I'm getting this, this. I'm like, oh, yeah, now I'm getting it. And I don't know if it's mental and right, I'm getting well, it because he yeah, said it. or but, but that, Yeah, so that's also the, the downfall of tasting is, especially when you're in groups, someone will shout out something. Damn, you're group like, think. Oh, yeah, there's there's that. Okay, now I get that. But would I would have gotten that, would have described it that way if it right, wasn't Right, if it was just out, me right? sitting here writing down my thoughts. Like, would yeah, I have? It's always a blessing in the right. curse. It's that group think, you know, that's, that's, I mean, that goes way beyond beer, the group thinking in the world today, but uh, we won't get into that. We got a tour to give guys. It's five twelve. Oh yeah. We're they're keeping, here. They just we're keeping the me. We're keeping the people waiting. Um, anything you want to leave us with? I don't want to rush you guys through, but I mean, hogging in, come, Bill, maybe say it in the, in the accent too. I don't know. I'm just, come just on throwing out. stuff out there. Oh, in the, ger- in the German. I'm thinking the dovetail German. Dovetail 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 German. Come out to dovetails and we're making party. Fun, yeah. We're drinking the beer. And, uh, you know, you have a pretzel, <laughs> you have a Landjäger, you have a beer, a, beer. Uh, a lager beer. beer, maybe you have a Hefeweizen beer, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we have good times, uh, and uh, maybe we listen to some uh, good music, and, uh, music, you know, yes, we have uh, uh, the nice beer drinking and conversation and all this. I don't think I can talk that one. Vroom, <laughs> <laughs> vroom, party starter. That's a vroom, vroom. He party is starter. very good at that. He is really good. Grew, he can I, hold it, I, too. I grew up with it. He yeah. can hold it like a, a, an extended period, whereas mine would, I'd have to stop. I, I mean, mean, I, I mean I re- re- really, next time you should ask him about his time in Berlin at the EDM yeah, concert. Yeah, 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 bitch. Yeah. We missed Maybe, maybe missed you come to Dovetail, we do it Berlin style. Yeah. Oh, the Berlin <laughs> style. Berlin style. <laughs> we really <laughs> like it in Berlin. <laughs> They do not like to wear many clothes in Berlin. Not very many clothes. Watch out. No, Turn Klaus. Klaus. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. No, I appreciate it, man. I, I, I feel like we rushed it, but we got, we got things to do. And uh, just in case we, I can throw this at the end here, uh, you guys, literally, I'm not making this up. You guys have very, like, almost famous tours. Uh, I've heard it from many people, seen it on the Internet, too, you know, not just from talking to other people. Uh, you guys have quite the uh, popular tour, which is what we're about to go embark on. So... Uh, thank you guys, seriously, Bill and, and Hagen. Anything else you want to leave them with before we, we hit the stop button? I don't think so. Thank you. Thank you for, yeah. uh, for coming out. Here, it's let's fake a, glass it's been a pleasure. Cheer. Let's make glass oh, clinking no, no, noises. No, no, no. Oh, no, you, you, you no, can't no, do it with an empty glass. Oh, it's, it's bad luck. luck. Yeah, it's all German it's up luck. in here. Yeah. He's all German up in here. Oh, no, we, 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 we believe in that. I like yeah. it. Hey. I don't know if that
that's a thing too. I don't, I don't need to do that. Cheers, guys. And uh, you know, this will be out on Monday. Uh, you guys will probably have bottles of the creek still. You think, or you think oh, they'll yeah. be gone by then? Well, um, Gosh. You know, we hope they'll. You have all to be live gone. in that famine mentality in the we, beer world. We hope they'll. Like, all it's going to be gone by the time. But I there's get more XO one and XO two, also. So. Check the website. If you like a smoked beer, you get a Flanders kind of smoke style lager, yep. and then you get the the wild table beer. So and the tours, if you're interested, they're every every Saturday at eleven. Uh, we suggest you get here by ten thirty, ten forty five. So this must be a VIP tour because it's Friday at five o'clock. Oh, this you're lucky. One, one of our one of yeah, our customers, yeah. you know. Plus, yeah. uh, you know, plus Hoggins had a you know few beers. It's gonna, probably going to be the epic uh, three hour tour. Does he get like a Britney yeah, Spears no, mic? Like the oh, <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> that's the, that. that's wow. next. Thank, we, thanks, thanks for pointing the yeah doing that. We're, we're going to start doing that. All right, cheers. Let's go. Let's go uh, hit the floor. Cheers, thanks, All right, guys. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. And yeah, we're out of here. <laughs>